Good. So good to see you. It's a bitter and sweet day, sister. Lockett is, has packed up, ready to head south, west, to Texas. Who's that with you? Hey, Mom. You came to get her. We enjoyed having her. And we're going to miss her. Thank you for lending her to us. And she behaved herself most of the time. Yeah, but God bless you. And whatever venture, he'll be with you. And if you decided to come back this way, stop in and see us. Amen. And then we got the uh, college kids back. How y'all doing? Is it everything you expect it to be? And more? You miss home cooking yet? Oh. Well, two out of three ain't bad. You miss home cooking, right, Drake? Yeah, I believe you. They ain't long. See, they close. That one, they live around the corner. She can come home and get something. Nia just left, so she tell them to make you a plate, make me one, and I'll bring yours. Okay. So good to see y'all. Don, how was your vacation? You ready to go back to school? Okay, well, that's good. And how's everybody else? All right. Everybody else. How you doing, Sister Stevens? Yes, you are. That's a nice, pretty dress you got. Yeah. If I can find a tie, right then I'm going to buy it. If you see one, just get it for me, okay? Those of you who are visiting who may not be members of the Church of Christ, we said welcome. We're happy that you decide to come and be with us this morning. And if you're visiting from another congregation of the Lord's people, it's so good to see you. It is always good we can come, open God's book, study his word, which is able to save our souls. And those of us who labor here at East Baltimore, we expect to see you on Sunday morning. This morning, I want to share a, a thought with you from the book of Haggai. You got your phone, just type it in. It's right there. If you got a regular Bible, go to the end of the Old Testament, go back two books. And it's right there. Hey, God said something that I want us to look at this morning. You got it? Can we read, Sister Stevens? Let's read. Who has left among you 
who saw this house in its first glory. And how do you see it now? It is not in your eyes a comparison as nothing. Listen to what Haggai question was. Who? That's the question. Who is left amongst you? Who's seen this house in its former glory? And how do you see it now? In other words, somebody must have seen this house before. And when you look at it now, what is the comparison to how it used to be? Israel is going back into Jerusalem after being in exile in Babylonian captivity. 16 years they were rebuilding Solomon's temple. And God sent the prince Haggai and said, go and ask the people because they Either one or two things happened. They had lost faith in God. Or they had become lazy. Because 16 years they were working on the temple. And when they got almost completed, they kind of stopped working. But the temple itself was not what it was before. So Haggai, God said, I need you to, to be a consultant for me. I want you to go back. Ask Israel, who is left among you that saw this temple in its former glory? And how do you see it now? Now, I want you to know my sermon ain't about this temple. My sermon is about the church. Who is left among you? You remember when you first came into the Lord's church? And, and, and can you, when you look at the church today, is the church today the same as it was when you came in. Or else, what effect have you had on the church since you got in? Is the church better because of you or is the church worse because of you? Because one way or another, we all have an effect on the Lord's church. So Hagar raised this question. Who's seen this house in its former glory? 
And how do you see it now? And now one of the things that we also must understand, we need to hold on to the past, or to the past but we also must be able to not navigate ourselves to the present. So watch what Haggai says. In Exodus chapter number 25 and verse number 8 and 9, here's what God said. You remember as Israel was going from the Red Sea through the wilderness, and as they go, they had to tear down the tabernacle. And, the, and, and God says to them, and, and when they moved and they had to rebuild it, he said, I want you to rebuild it according to the pattern that I have set before you. And every time they would move from one place to the next, and it was time to build the tabernacle, God said, build it according to the pattern. And that's the same thing, brothers and sisters, when it comes to the Lord's church. Build it according to the pattern. And we can't change the pattern. In Matthew chapter 16, in verse 18, Jesus said, upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell should not prevail against it. And he said, I will give unto you to the keys to the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. In Acts chapter 2. Verse 14, Peter stood up with the 11, you men of Judea and all you that dwell at Jerusalem, be it known and hearken unto your heart. For these men are not drunk as is supposed, seeing as about the third hour of the day. He said, this is what Job had prophesied long ago. And then he said, remember Israel. You men of Israel, hear these words, Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God amongst you by miracle, wonder, and sign. He said, him being delivered by the determinant counsel for knowledge of God. He said, you crucified him, but God raised him up from the dead. Let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God had made that same Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ, the Bible said. And when they heard this, they said to Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Peter said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And he said, with many other signs that Jesus said, Peter said, testify and said, save yourself from this untoward generation. Verse 41 said, and then they that gladly received the word was baptized. 47 said, and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. So, hey, hey guys, question this morning. Since you've been added to the church, how do you see it now? When the gold, you remember when you came in and how the church was. And now when you look at it today,
How do you see? Is the pattern still there? Is the church? See, and one thing that we need to, to understand is that God is not going to change. Can you imagine? See, Hagar's job appeared to have been to keep the leaders of, of Israel and their, their focus not so much on rebuilding the temple, but their focus should be what the temple represents. See, sometime in our lives, we want to rebuild. But, but, but Haggai's question was, in order to rebuild, you have to have some sense of what it was in the first place. See, you got to move on. You can't live in the past. But if you forget the past, you will, not, you will not make it where you think you're going. See, the church that God started on the first Pentecost following the resurrection of Jesus in Acts chapter 2 in the city of Jerusalem, A.D. 33, that's the same church in Baltimore today. But how do you see it? What's happening to the church? Oh, that's the church changing. The church is changing. But if you have no sense to the way the church was, you can't complete what the church should be. Now, I'm not talking about Bethel AME. I'm not talking about Mount Zion Baptist, Holy Temple of York. I'm talking about the church in Matthew 16. I'm talking about the church in Romans 16. I'm talking about the church in Acts 2. I'm talking about the church that Jesus Christ came, left glory, suffered a meaningless death, buried in a borrowed tomb of Joseph of Arimathea, got up and went back to glory, the church that he purchased with his blood. The church that Acts 2 and 47 say, God add us too. That's what I'm talking about this morning. How do we see that one? We're drifting away from the pattern. See, the pattern was that marriage is between a male and a female. That was the pattern. The church is going to as long as you love one another. See, the pattern was that a woman should not assert authority over a man in the body. But now in the church, 
They put in women elders, women preachers, women deacons. And, and, and I hear you. What's wrong with that, Brother Frazier? It's not according to the pattern. So you don't think women can do these things? Of course. And they can do it far better than men. And I can assure you, we'll start on time. And they'll lead in songs and pray, but far much better. But see, that's not the case. That's not what we're talking about, whether they can do it. I'm talking about do they have the authority to do it in the Lord's church? My dentist is a woman. Why? Because she takes care. She's concerned. She just don't want the money. She's looking at And when she thinks something's wrong with my, she tells me. My accountant is a woman. Because she's careful with my money. Yes. I had a guy. He wasn't careful. I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, we got, you got to take more risk. She's saying, you don't need risk at your age. Yeah. I said, well, how do you know how old I am? It doesn't matter. So long as Donald Trump in there, don't you be putting your money there. Nobody knows what's going to happen. Why? And I got a friend that went to college. He said, man, you need to change your stuff over to me. No, I don't. I got a woman who cares about these things. And I would not change over. She's better and she's more. She's my type. She ain't going to take too much risk. She know I'm trying to get to Florida. Now, when it comes to the church, I don't mind starting 10 minutes late because the brothers are late. That'll come through. We all start on time. Brothers is in charge. Yeah. And they sing any song they want to sing. Come on, they're the song leader. They pray as long as they want to pray. Because God gave them the authority. And when I get up to preach, I preach the sermon that I want to preach. Because God gave us the authority to do it. And we have to make sure that we stick to the pattern. Right. To the pattern. And I know the sisters shake their head all the time. These brothers ain't never going to get it right. That's true. They, we ain't never going to get it right. But God put us in charge to do this thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know. And when you find a scripture, say, Sisters, take over. Show me that scripture. That's because Paul said all scriptures right. is given by the inspiration of God and profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction and righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good work. I'm going to always stick to the scripture. Amen. 
But what's happening, Brother Frazier, to the church? The church of Christ is going away from the pattern. Somebody who's seen the church in its former glory has to make sure. And sisters, let me tell you this now. Listen to me careful. If something ain't going right, you need to say something. Yeah, I ain't telling you to take over the church now. That ain't what I'm saying. Well, let the brothers know, hey, this, isn't, this, this is not right. See, the church has gone. We're drifting away because we have watched too many television shows. And we see the denominational church with thousands of members, and we want that. We have gone away from the sacred to the secular. And, you, and, and now you can't tell the difference. What's secular and what's secular? In Isaiah chapter number one, and verse number three, in, in, in your Bible, listen to what, watch what Isaiah says about this in Isaiah chapter number one, and verse three. Isaiah says, the oxen knows his owner, and the ass his master creed, but Israel, Watch what the text says. Israel, do not know. My people don't know me. Watch. The oxen knows his owner. Now, if Brother Boone had oxen and Brother... McCoy called on his oxen. They ain't going to answer. Why? Because the oxen knows his owner. That, that's what the text says. And the ass, his master creed. But Israel, the church, don't know me. This is what God said. They're not doing what I asked them to do. They have gone away from what I instructed them to do. Why, God? Because man think they know more than God. That's why the Apostle Paul writes to the church at Rome in Romans chapter 10. Brethren, my heart's desire and my prayer to God for Israel is that Israel might be saved. He said, I bear them record that Israel have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. They, being ignorant of God's righteousness, had gone about to establish their own righteousness, not heeding unto the righteousness of God. So sometimes we think it's about love. It ain't about love. It's about obedience. They say, Israel loved God. But Israel don't love God according to God. They love God according to Israel. See, when you love God, you obey God. Paul said, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him who have called you unto the grace of Christ unto another gospel, 
which is not another, though there be some that trouble you and will provoke the gospel of Christ. But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached, he said, let it be a curse. So where is the gospel? It's in the book. It's in the book. We don't have authority to marry two male because they love one another. We don't have the authority to marry two females because they love one another. The Bible said in the beginning, he made them male and female. In the church of Christ, y'all, y'all need to become more liberal. No, we don't. No, we don't. We just need to stick to the pattern. What are we going to do? And how long are we going to preach the word? Until Christ came back. Yeah. Somebody said, Brother Keebler said, I'd rather stand on the word of God than to be in heaven. Why? Heaven and earth is going to pass away. But the word stand forever. By what authority do you do these things? And see then the next thing. We have gotten to the point when we no longer like a cappella singing. We want music in the church. And see something. Now, don't get me wrong. I love music. I just can't play none. I love instruments. If I could play a synthesizer, I'll play one. And I want to learn to play a piano. I hope when I retire and not working, I get to play a piano. But when it comes to the Lord's church, I can't bring, but we're bringing it in. And, and, and it starts with bass might, and it went from that to this. And, and, and see, all of this stuff is good outside of the church. And then, see, see here's the thing. We may know how far to go. But Sister Master's daughter, she started hanging when she turned 21. Your grandson, when they turned 21, they got a full Love Unlimited orchestra behind you, right in the church. It sounds good. Well, how, why y'all do that? Because the preacher likes it. But, but what authority? See, but in order for us to embrace the present, we have to know what went on in the past. Don't forget the past. The past is what got us here. And I'm all for all of these things to make us start strong in the word and not strong in numbers. See, I think that's where the church has had it. We are more concerned about how many members in the church that uh, the numbers are how many members who are saved in the church. Now, what are you saying, Brother Frazier? I, I, I don't have nothing against 
these young preachers. Nothing. But I just think they need to go and start their own denomination. And not use it under the auspices of Church of Christ. Oh yeah, if you, if you desire to do that, I'm not mad, just go and do that. But don't call it the Church of Christ. They changing the names anyway. Just go ahead. Because see, we're not Church of Christ because we put the name. It's what we teach on the inside. And when we go away from the teachers, we're the, the denomination. You remember when Paul in Acts 19, when Paul came into Ephesus? And he asked his disciples, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? They said, we didn't know there's such thing as a Holy Ghost. He said, and, and unto what then were you baptized? Unto John's baptism. So when, when Paul found that out, what did he do? He taught them and then rebaptized them. Because if, if it was just do what you want to do, they could have remained and just come in. And that's where the church is today. They're just letting, we open fellowship. If you've been baptized and you want to come, and, 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 and you know what they're saying? They're saying the same thing. You can come and join us. The door of the church is open to you. Come in here. The door of the church never been closed. What are we looking at? When we look at the church today, what is our responsibility in the church today? God says in Isaiah chapter 1, that's what I said, right? All sinful nation, people laid in iniquity. A seed of evildoer. Children that are corrupt. They have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked the Holy One of Israel unto anger. And they had gone away backward. Instead of Israel wanting to go forward, they wanted to go back. When we were there, we had cucumbers. We had onions. Life was good. No, life wasn't good. You were in slavery. How was life good? And that's where we are. Before I came to the church, I had a lot of money in my pocket. I could do what I want to do. But you were in sin. My grandmother used to say, money and food don't mix. I never understood what that meant. Tell, yeah. The minute you get $2 more than you had yesterday, you forget about God. And you see, I told you, 
one of my college roommates, made millions of dollars in the NFL. Didn't have enough money to come to the coach's funeral. How do you spend $36 million? Money and fools don't mix. Huh? That's what's happening. This is not happening outside. This is happening in the Lord's church. That's why Hagar raised this question. Who's left among you? Who's seen this house in its former glory? And how do you see it now? When you look at the church, how do you see the church? What effect do you have on the church? And we can't say, well, I'm just going to let them do what they want to do. That's not in the pattern. Somebody need to say something. When brothers go astray, sisters, y'all got to say, that's not in the Bible. Have we gone away from the pattern? Or where, where are we? That guy says that. Does it mean nothing to you? How do you compare this new temple with the old? The silver and the gold belongs to the Lord. And then, and look at the present. We have to embrace the present. We can't look. We can't do things the same way that we used to do it. But we have to know what to do and what not to do. All the scriptures is given by the inspiration of God, but we still must know how to rightly divide it. Well, it's in the Bible. They had music in the Bible. Yes, they did. In the Old Testament, not only did they have music, they had dancing. In the Old Testament. But you can't show me one scripture in the New Testament that says in the New Testament church there's instrumental music. Or dancing in the church. But in the church of Christ, in 2019, there's congregation of Lord people that got dance team. I'm not telling y'all. Y'all, y'all got your phone. Half of you done Google it since I've been preaching. You Google me when I say something else. Google it. I remember when I came in, Brother Johnson, in the 70s, we having a gospel meeting. You know what the preacher's going to preach. Now, if you having a, they stop having gospel meetings. 
Because you got to vet the preacher. You can't let anybody just come in your place now. They'll bring some stuff in there and it'll take you 10 years to correct that stuff. I'm talking about in the denominational part of the Church of Christ. There's two parts now. And I remember years ago, I heard a preacher preach. He was talking about the Baptist church. The Baptist church split. And then they split. And then they split. Now you got First Baptist, Second Baptist, Third Baptist, Fourth Baptist. No longer can you talk about the Baptist church. The Church of Christ split. This one split. Go across town, start another one. They thought they had something. When they get over there, they find out that they ain't what it think. They split. Now the churches of Christ split, splitting, and splitting. Why? Because nobody want to stick to the word of God. When I came into the church 45 years ago, splitting the church was taboo. I heard nobody split. The church splitting? Minister didn't like what was going on. They move him out. They sent him out. Get, hey, we'll get you another job someplace. Bless you, sweet. But now in the church, the ministers and the elders can't get him. Then the ministers leave. And he ain't go. He take his part too. And then they get over there with him, and they say, "Well." We find out it wasn't the elders, it was you. Now they're split again. Sure, we're getting more churches of Christ, but less members. Why? This one can't get along with this one. This one can't get along with that one. Whatever happened to forgiveness has gone by the wayside. Ain't nobody repenting no more. Well, I feel this is the way we're going to do it. The old guys don't know what they're talking about. And then technology is taking over. They're Skyping, snapping, doing everything, telling the members, you are tired, just stay home. We'll live stream it for you. What happened to exalt one another? Provoke one another to love. Not forsaking. Oh, they took that out. Hebrews 11, 20. That, that's gone. Not forsaking the assembling of our. Oh, that's gone. That's that old stuff. That, that's old. That's the old church. We the new church. That's it. And then they want to blame it on the millenniums. We can't do this because the millenniums, they don't like this. I don't see in the Bible where there's millennium Christian, ex-Christian, baby boomer Christians. They're just Christians. That's who come to the church. If the millenniums don't like what goes on in the church, start a denomination. But I'm grateful. There's a few out there that still is sticking to the word. 
There's, there, yes, Lord. Now, there's, there's some young preachers that are still sticking to the word, and I'm grateful for them. But there's some out there that's gone. They're coming in robes and everything. My preaching clothes. Jesus used the same clothes in Jerusalem that he used on the Galilean seashore. When he got there on Sunday morning, he had the same thing that he taught on Tuesday. He didn't change his preaching clothes. What are you saying, Brother Frazier? Just look at the church. Is the church the way it is today when you came in? Well, what happened? John the Revelator write to those seven church of Asia and said, y'all have left your first love. He said, I know you. I know you. And then, then they says, well, y'all need to worship better. But what is worship? See, it's amazing the question that they, they ask. This, this stuff is out there. I'm telling y'all. What is worship? Why, why y'all put so much emphasis on worship? You mean to tell me that God would leave glory, come down here, die, the most heinous death that one could die. Lay in the grave for three days, got up, and go back to glory, and don't tell us how to worship? Brother Fouts said, to misunderstand that is a mental impossibility. How would God not tell us how to worship? I can go to John 4. John 4. What did Jesus tell that woman? God is spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Your spirit can't connect to God when the song leader starts singing. When the preachers start preaching, you're not, your spirit needs to connect with God before you get here on Sunday morning. And, and you can come in and sit all day. But if your spirit never connects to God, you're not worshiping God. You're just filling the seat. Let me finish with this one. The church is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. The same way they came into the church in 8033 is the same way they're going to come into the church today. And the same way they'll come into the church tomorrow. God is spirit. They that worship God must worship God in spirit. And in truth, Amen. who's seen this house in its former glory and how you see it now? Maybe you're here this morning, you're not a member of the Lord's church. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Believe for all your heart Christ died for you and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. 
Repent of your sins, confess your faith in Christ, and we'll baptize you in water for the remission of your sins. The angels will add you to the Lamb Book of Life. Be faithful to death, and God will give you a crown of life. And those of us who have been members of the Lord's church, don't leave because things are changing. In Haggai chapter 3, chapter 2, in verse 4, God said, I am with you. God said, I will be right there with you. Sure, it looked bleak now. But the light will shine again. It's just a little cloud over us right now. But this is going to, this ain't the first time. It ain't going to be the last. But there's a few souls who seen the way things were. And they're not going to let that go. Come right now as we together stand and sing the song that has been selected. What